Welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. and welcome to Turn the Page. I'm your host today, Jen, and I am so excited to bring you the author of a really exciting and very touching new YA book. Could I ask you to introduce yourself and your book, please? Hi, everyone. I am Adi Al Saeed. I'm the author of several young adult novels. Uh, among those are Let's Get Lost, which was uh, my debut, one of my better known novels. And then I've got before Takeoff, which came out last year, and the upcoming Actually Super, which is about a young girl who decides to forego her senior year of high school to travel the world in search of superheroes. It's such a great premise, and it was such an exciting book to read. And I'm wondering if before we get into it specifically, if you could talk a little bit about your journey to the book, maybe how you got into writing and how you came to this idea. Um, I'm also interested in, you know, you seem to kind of come back to ideas of like, um, you know, cross-cultural and global encounters and sort of these very human experiences. So could you talk a little bit about how that all brought you here? Sure. Um, Where do we start? (laughs) We can start with uh, basically how I found my love of writing was I grew up in Mexico City and I attended an international school. Um, So some of that like global awareness and interest and like cross-cultural exploration started there. And I had um, in an English class, I think it was sixth or seventh grade, we had like a list of vocabulary words that were assigned to us and we had to use each one in, in a sentence. And I wrote a sentence that you'd expect from an 11-year-old boy. It had like a sniper rifle and blood and guts. Um, And I don't remember the sentence or even the word, but I remember enjoying the act of putting that sentence together. And I've been writing basically ever since. Um, I didn't know that I would become a writer Um, right out of college. I like went to to business school. yeah. Where did we start with this question? How did I get into writing? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Maybe how uh, how you uh, worked your way into your first book and sort of like how you think the themes that you've been interested in brought you to this book? Yeah. Um, well, it, in college, I started um, really exploring traveling. I would take road trips with friends, um, did like my first long haul road trip from Las Vegas up to Seattle and then down the entire Pacific coastline. Um, which was part of the start of inspiration for Let's Get Lost, my YA debut, just like the idea of finding yourself on the road and while traveling, which continued um, as I like finally became published and started traveling the world, really. Um, And I think you see that in my books, that my writing goes from Let's Get Lost, which is a US road trip novel, to, you know, books like before Takeoff, which has an international cast of characters. And We Didn't Ask for This, which is set in an international school with people from all over the world. Um, And yeah, those are the characters that call out to me. Travel always calls out to me. It's um, a great setting for for so many kinds of stories. 
Um, my cat's distracting me over here. I'm sure <laughs> we'll hear her in a second. Um, and this book, actually, Super, I actually um, got the idea for it and I was pitching for it um, while traveling, traveling the world. Um, I was lucky enough that my wife and I, we left Mexico City and we were going to move to Chicago, but we took a year of travel kind of like as a buffer zone. Um, and we, yeah, I, I was trying to find a new idea and I, I had the, the thought that I'm doing this once in a lifetime trip and there's so much to be inspired by. And like, I didn't know exactly what the story would be yet, but I knew I wanted, um, yeah, a, a character who's traveling the world. And I just wanted to explore different settings and, now my cat is destroying the painting. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> she, I'm in a weird place in my house, so every time that happens, she's like, "This is weird. I'm gonna be weird about it too." <laughs> um, yeah. So that was kind of the the inspiration, and then um, it was also a point in in time when we were, you know, I feel like especially on social media and the news, it just feels like the world is skewing towards, you know, towards evil or towards, um, the, the evil's a harsh word, but we'll go with it for the purposes of this interview and for the book. Um, and I thought about what it would be like to be a young person growing up facing all this noise about, you know, the world skewing towards evil. Um, and so I wanted a girl who's traveling the world, trying to prove to herself um, whether or not it's true. And if there's absolute evil in the world, then there must be absolute good. And that's kind of like her thesis as she embarks on this journey. That is so cool. And, you know, it is really, um, I, I was so taken by Isabel and the sort of like emotional place where she is at the beginning of the book because it really did make me think about like it's been an immensely hard few years like especially since 2020 and to be really at like the start of your life like while this is all happening must be really overwhelming and very scary and so it was such a good hook into sympathizing with her and just being so like ready to go on this journey with her um now that i heard that it came out of your travels too i'm wondering uh did her, does her itinerary match any of yours did she go to any of the same places you did or it's um the, the, there are some similarities for sure where uh she starts off her trip in japan which was exactly where we started our trip as well um we weren't looking for superheroes. I just found a good cheap flight. And so that's where we started, um, which does come into play in the book. She chooses that because she finds a cheap flight, which is, um, you know, back when Twitter was a very different world, uh, I used to, to procrastinate. I would ask people if they had any travel plans coming up and I would help them book cheap flights just because it's kind of a, a hobby and like, feel like a secret superpower if we want to stay on brand there. Um, yeah. And then, so w w she's kind of like in Asia for a while and then goes over to South America, which is exactly what we did. We did about six months in Asia and about five months in South America. Wow. It's, it has such a great sense of place and, you know, all of the descriptions are really very detailed and it's very visually evocative. And 
yeah, like I'm, I'm wondering, like when you are, um, you know, trying to bring a place to life in that way, like it certainly helps that you went there, but did you have to do sort of like additional research, whether that was just visual and like looking at places again online or like mapping routes and all that kind of stuff? Like, was there a big research aspect at all or? Yeah, the I the, this time around, I don't always choose places that I've been to. And in that case, I do like go on Google Maps and like read blogs from people who traveled. Um, one of my favorite ways to research what a place looks like in the moment is just to go to Instagram and see the pictures people are posting, you know, in real time of that place um, and just kind of get a vibe that way. But this time I did choose a lot of the places I've been to just because I had recently gone on this trip and I wanted, you know, while it was still fresh in my mind, I kind of wanted to like wax poetic about these places um, that I'd been lucky enough to to visit. Nice. It is a really nice way to sort of like process travel memories too, you know, to sort of like put them on the page that way. It's like a very nice way to kind of like um, mine that experience. Yeah, definitely. And there are like a few places where I'm like trying to get the setting right. And so I go back and look at my pictures to see like the geotag of like where in Taiwan, for example, a coffee shop was because I wanted to find that coffee shop on the map again, and then look at the view and then remember, you know, the vibe of that specific coffee shop. And then I start going down a hole of like, oh, there was a really good ice cream spot near here. Where is that? And start, you know, yeah, falling back into the nostalgia of the trip. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, about the, the I guess, the not the tone really, but I, I mean, vibe is a good word. I'm going to take the word that you just <laughs> said. Because it seems to me that there's like a really impressive balancing act going on you know where like it is optimistic and there's like a little bit of escapism with all of these like cool travels and meeting new people and going new places but that's balanced with this very like clear-eyed view of like yeah the pressure that is on a teen at this moment in the world and how heavy it is to sort of like be searching for meaning in that way you know like how do you walk that line between realism and sort of like the more escapist elements if that makes sense yeah um I mean I, I was gonna start by saying that like when you're young you are just kind of like bouncing around until you find where the balance is for you personally but I think that's why I don't think you stop doing that when you're young. I think we are all constantly doing that. And maybe sometimes we like settle into thinking like this is my balance. But I think most emotionally healthy people are bouncing back and forth and readjusting the balance of, you know, optimism, escapism, realism, like all these things. We it, it's hard to just stay in one place when you're like being bombarded by news or whatever it may be that tells you to go in a different direction. That is very true. It is like, um, it's a great uh, description of what it is like to be a, a teen encountering all these things at a time like in your life too, when your own emotions are all pretty heightened anyway, <laughs> you know, and then to sort of have to also be dealing with these like huge world events and big feelings is a lot. Um, could you talk a little bit about um the the parental dynamics that are also at work 
in this story because it's really interesting to me. Dora and Abel are also sort of like interesting presences and they have like um, a very nuanced and complex and real relationship that has also like, you know, yeah, good and balanced and good and bad and balanced and imbalanced elements. And so can you talk a little bit about like the family uh, aspect and kind of how that also plays into Isabel's journey? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like part of being young and being like impressionable to the world, your most immediate world is almost always your family, your, um, you know, the people you live with. And just thinking about how Isabel would arrive at this place in the world, I think, has to be influenced by her parents and what they're like in their own worldviews. Um, because, you know, like, is or not, I constantly did this throughout the draft where I mistook my characters' names for each other. And so I had to, like, no, this isn't Isabel. She's in a different part of the world. <laughs> I got it. Um, Chio, Chio's family is kind of like the antithesis of, you know, like, Chio is growing up in the same world, but her family has shaped her in a different way where she hasn't been pushed to kind of this strange conclusion, strange need to prove to herself that the world is good. Um, and so I think for, for Isabel to feel like someone who would really be pushed towards this, I had to give her a complicated parental, you know, situation where like she loves the people she grew up with, but as she becomes an adult and starts to see them as people and not just parents, she's like waking up to who, you know, who they are outside of mom and dad. Yeah, that does seem like a really important aspect. And to me, that sort of also explains like why, um, why travel can be like so important at this time in a person's life, you know, because I guess like up to that point, like up until you're 18, you're living in your parents' house and in your parents' world. And like, what you know about yourself is kind of what they've been telling you, you know, like <laughs> you're yeah. so shaped by their view of you that it's can be hard to tell the difference between like what you believe about yourself and what they believe about you. And so going outside of the house and encountering new people and new visions of yourself and new, you know, aspects of yourself that people are showing you is like a really like, I don't know, it's really beautiful. <laughs> it's like a really kind of gorgeous, uh, like, Oh, it's just, she's so relatable. And it was like really, you know, like very, very touching and like almost an honor to go on that journey with her, you know, <laughs> and her friends are great too. Could you talk a little bit about Sam and Chio? Cause they're also like, they're just so great. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I like actually started the book, you know, on this Mexican beach, like after the fact of, um, or like while Isabel's been traveling for almost a year. Um, and I don't know why I was like drawn to starting with their story. Um, but I love this idea of like the people who are left behind while she goes on this journey and how their lives have changed, but also like the worry for a friend who's out there in the world alone. Um, and yeah, I wanted like, the it's funny for me I like try to avoid I started so often in my book writing career um with romance and like a romance being the central to a storyline 
And then I kind of redirected and tried to avoid it. Um, but it, it, it's always in there, no matter what I try to do. And so I think uh, Sam and Chio were like, you know, it, it's not a huge part of the storyline, but it's in there. And I think it's part of my like writer's intuition to insert romance. Um, and yeah, also the complicated feelings of people who have stayed behind while a friend is gone and how that changes the dynamic. You know, when a friend group grows from three to two, it's going to be different. There's the cat just rubbing up against the computer. <laughs> whenever, whenever I do podcasts from home, like the, the cats always want to be a part of it. Like when I'm yeah. not doing a podcast, they could care less. They're on the other side of the apartment. And this, this minute I do this, they're just like all over us. <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, like those relationships are really touching. And I do remember myself, like I was a little older than Isabel is, but when I studied abroad in college, when I was like 20, um, the scariest thing for me was not going to a new place, but it was rather like the people I would leave behind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what if, you know, when I come back, they don't care about me anymore. What if like the whole friend group dynamic has changed and there's not room for me, you know? And so it was really interested to see, interesting to see the other side and, you know, how things change, but never like totally collapse around you. You know, people always sort of like, will keep space for you in their lives and stuff like that too. And um, it just felt like very real the way that like, you know, we sort of like, like life forces us to change and we don't necessarily want to or think that we can. And then we just kind of end up doing it anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think my, you know, upbringing going to an international school where people are often moving away you know, there's new people that get re like incorporated into friend groups. And then after graduating from high school and like seeing a lot of those people in college and afterwards, and e even people who I wasn't close to in high school reconnecting and becoming closer after the fact, you know, I, I think made me think about and want to share the idea that, you know, your friend group in high school is so important. Um, but leaving doesn't necessarily change that, especially these days when it is so easy to get in touch and find each other again. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's part of like why I started with Sam and Chio, that the people we leave behind sometimes are still there for us. Yeah. That's a really good point you bring up too, I think about, um, you know, online spaces, because that's also is at play in this book too. And to me, it felt like also felt like a really um, realistic portrayal of like the positive role that, uh, you know, these internet connections can bring, but also like maybe like the not so positive and the more complex uh, things that maybe like, you know, might appeal to vulnerable teens, but like maybe not, you know, be complicated for them. So could you talk a little bit about, yeah, like the online community that Isabel encounters and sort of like how maybe the internet functions like in this journey for her? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's something that as someone who was very on Twitter for a long time um, and like seeing a lot of discourse about how, like, is the internet bad for us or good for us? You know, like everything else, there's a balance. And as someone who traveled the world, I know how great it is to be able to A, connect with friends you haven't seen like share information with new people, um, 
find like hole in the wall restaurants thanks to someone's online suggestion that you know about a place that you've never been to so i think i i wanted to make that central to isabel's journeys that she's kind of you know drawn to this world view about how everything might be terrible and she's like trying to prove uh that it's not and the internet is at the core of that you know not just belief but the struggle to figure out is it good is it bad um and i think the internet is just a microcosm of the world in that way that like there's all this positive stuff but there's all this negative stuff and how do you deal with both at the same time when both are true it's mm-hmm. not one or the other it's both are true yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a tool, I guess, that can be used for <laughs> for any sorts of ends, you know, and it's like, to me, it just felt really realistic about like the role that it plays in young people's lives. Um, and how especially, you know, in this modern world that is so like hyper connected, because that really also, I think, plays into why she feels the way she does, because the internet also lets us be aware of every single terrible thing happening in the world where we might not necessarily have really you know, had it on our radar before. So yeah, it's all really like, it was just such a lovely book and such a lovely story. And I'm really glad that uh, I got to read it and talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. And I'm so glad to hear you enjoyed it. Um, are you working on anything else at the moment? What's in the future for you? Yeah, um, I tend to keep pretty busy. Um, I've got so right after actually Super comes out, I've got my middle grade debut coming out a few weeks after that, um, which is like a comedic fantasy about a kid in a world that is full of evil schemes. And he accidentally falls into the evil scheme of kind of a doofus wizard, as I've been calling him. Um, and so I'm writing the sequel to that. Uh, along with another project, I'm always kind of trying to dip my toes into screenwriting. So working on an adaptation of one of my earlier novels. Um, nothing yet planned for YA, but I'm always, yeah, thinking about the next project. So maybe in three years, I'll have another, you know, yeah, <laughs> something else to announce. Very nice. Well, we hope, uh, you know, yeah, that you'll consider coming back to the show and talking about your future projects because this was really lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So welcome. Listeners, please check out Actually Super. By the time that you hear this, it will be available. So head over to your favorite independent bookstore or library, wherever you like to get your books. And uh, yeah, you won't be sorry. I think you'll really enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us. It is now time to close this chapter. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.